I got a fancy arm for my microphone. Ooh. Maybe now I'll stop punching it every time I try well, to talk. Well, now you're going to start kneeing the desk, and I'm going to see it wobble all the time. Maybe. We'll see. I upgraded my system, too. Oh, I yeah? I am wearing a jacket because it's freezing in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. How are you doing, sir? Good. Have you ever thought about the idea, Mike, that maybe we're just two nerds who also happen to be dads? Oh, really? So should we... This just flips the podcast on its head. So the, you're, you're, you're saying, you're saying, we could be full time nerds, part time dads. Is that what you're saying? Well, I, I wouldn't take it quite that far. <laughs> 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 not yet. We'll see what the future brings, but not the, yet. Not the, we're the still future, fully involved. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty full time dad at this point. Yeah, I would yeah. say. I mean, I'm, I'm not as full time dad as my full time wife, who is, uh, you know at home with him all damn day but I, i'd say it's pretty full time when i'm around so yeah well that's good that's good yeah. don't wanna, don't want to tap out just yet yeah give it a couple of years and then you can really start slacking off yeah well we'll see i mean maybe there's breaks in order father's day is coming up and from what i've been hinted to my father's day plans include Similar to the Mother's Day plans, where remember I was like, Laura, you can do whatever you want. She's like, I'm just going to play Spider-Man. She's basically like putting aside video game time for Mike, because Mike, Mike will want to play video games. Nice. So nice. now I'm kind of like in this this zone of like, do do I do I play a game I'm already playing, or do I plan on playing <laughs> a new game? Like get it all set up and ready to go. You know? You're going to be so stressed out the day of as to what game to play that you're going to eat up all your time. It's deciding. true. It's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna spend so much time planning my day that I'll have nothing done by the end of the day. So yeah. So okay. So for your mother's for when you did Mother's Day, yes. Did Laura help at all during the day? Like with the kid. Yeah, with the kid. During her, like, mother reprieve time. She did. But that was because I told her, I'm like, anything you anything you want to do, you can do it. And she's like, well, I want to do things with the baby because, you know, I love that baby and uh, I want to okay. do things with that baby. So, that's, okay. I, that's I, was just, I was just curious, like, what, what our over-under odds are that you get called into duty during the uh, the video game time? Well, I feel like there will be... At least some break time because Laura, rather than what I did, I just sat and played with the baby all day. Laura's actually taking the baby off site. She's going oh. to go visit oh, her wow. father for Father's Day and then bringing the baby with her. And then I will just have all the time in the world. So I'm going to, you know, play video games and eat chips and do cocaine and all the fun stuff I can't do with the baby <laughs> around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Change the lock on the door. That's right. It's going to be a different, different daddy when we get back. <laughs> yeah, back. Gonna be, you're going to somehow have a prison tat in no time. <laughs> that just took a dark turn. Yeah. Oh, real dark. Real dark. <laughs> uh, hopefully, this episode, there isn't too much of a, a difference in, I don't know, 
If if you you're finding it, but there's a difference in my audio quality because I've upped my game a little bit here. I I bought a nice microphone arm that attaches onto my desk. It's all fancy and moves around, and it's all like, and and it's supposed to help me stop punching the microphone when I'm making a point during the episodes. So uh, for the last thirty eight odd episodes, because I believe this is episode thirty nine. Every so often, you'll hear me punch the microphone, and normally I'm able to edit it out, but sometimes you're in the middle of making a point, or I'm in the middle of making a point, and you just, you gotta leave that punch in there. So, I'm <laughs> I'm hoping that this reduces the punching. I, I've done as much as I could in, in advance of, of the audio setup to make sure that it sounds as good as it can, but... I mean, the proof will be in the pudding, uh, you know, how the episode sounds, whether or not this is a, a great idea versus, you know, my usual setup of having a microphone stand between my legs that I accidentally punch often. Well, well, let me tell all the viewers out there or listeners, I, I should really get that correct. Eventually. You really should. Yes. Eventually. Eventually. Episode 200. That the microphone stand looks fantastic. Yes, it's, it's very nice. stunning. It almost takes away from your beauty, Mike, that I'm drawn to it instead of your face. Well, again, it was a good purchase then. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I don't need to return it after one episode. Unless it breaks. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's right. Maybe maybe three episodes in. Perhaps. And who knows? I, again, maybe the audio will sound like crap because I listen to it somewhat silenced so that it doesn't interfere with my speaking because I get, I get a slight echo during the recording of the episode. Uh, okay. And okay. my headphones are important so that I can hear you. But I don't need to hear myself over and over and over again because that's just I, I get distracted. I, I don't know what it is. Like I, I've done some public speaking style events, and I'm I can hear myself on an echo. Like like uh, not too long ago, I I did a a Twitch stream. I was on a Twitch stream, and the audio of the event was being pumped back into the room. Oh, and okay. it was it was a good second delay. So everything I said was immediately pumped back into the room after I said it. And I I just got distracted over and over and over again because I I'd be like, "Well, you know," and then I would hear, "Well, you know," and I'd be like, mm, you know." <laughs> so <laughs> at the moment, at the moment of recording, you know, it, I, I I look over at my levels and they seem to be bouncing acceptably. We'll see. We'll see when the time comes. Well, if, you sound good to was, me, Mike. That's but, good. That's yeah. good. My unbiased opinion. Yes, and it's it's a nice setup. I have my nice my nice camera up on top of my monitor, and, and it's a nice juxtaposition between your setup where you're you have a MacBook sitting on your lap. And every time you laugh, the camera bounces uncontrollably. <laughs> it's like, like uh, that. Like that. What are those rides in, in Niagara Falls? Like the 4D? That's sort of what I'm trying to do for you here, Mike. <laughs> it's just every week. It's the, the, the Chris 4D experience. Yeah, the 4D for my... experience. Um, next time I'm going to update it to 5D. I'm going to spray something you know, in your room. <laughs> <laughs> just, just text Laura. Like spray Mike with the spray bottle. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, On yeah, a particularly good laugh, a little bit of spittle comes out at you. Yeah. Of course. Of course. That's good. That's good. But enough about us and our nerdy audio setup. See, we are being full-time nerds so far in this episode. Yeah, that's and, right. And even more so later. Like, holy crap, if this is not a nerd-heavy episode. So in that case, let's get the dad stuff out of the way. Because that's what people come here for off the top. They want the dad info. So I don't know 
what you have to bring to the table this week. Bring me your dad info, Chris. I give you the, the greatest, the greatest, the latest and the greatest. Yeah. What's up with that baby? That baby is climbing upstairs now. Oh, funny. Oh, I should say stair. He's climbing up stair. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. Not, yeah. Not so, well, stairs. you know, but when in our family room too, uh, I guess the rest of the house is a bit of a step down. Well, yes. He's, he's figured that out now. And as we discussed previously, I finished my deck yesterday, which has two steps. And mm-hmm. he's mastered that now. Oh, he's a but master of the two-step. Master of the two-steps. But fortunately, the main steps going upstairs, he's not showing a ton of interest in just yet. Mm-hmm. So we're not having to like desperately scramble to get him to stop crawling up those steps. But I'm sure it's coming any day now. Probably. Yeah, probably. And then he's also figured out, well, he's been doing this for a while, but I'm burning through some backlog here, you know. He knows how to drink with a straw now. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so fortunately, I think that means we can skip sippy cups. I think it was the the overall goal. Oh, really? I guess the thing with sippy cups is it's sort of like sucking your thumb. You know, it can potentially, I don't want to say deform the gums because that's wrong, mm-hmm. but, you know, make the teeth go a little bit wonky and it might have an increased chance for braces. Although, let's face it, he's going to need braces if he's anything like his dad. So, <laughs> well, that's... But, you know, who knows? Maybe he'd be like his mom, doesn't need braces like his mom. Maybe, maybe you'll get get lucky. Maybe you spent too much time on the sippy cup when you were it's, a kid. It's possible. Ask your mom. Is it not written down in that giant book that she wrote of all of the things about you? And uh, maybe I, I haven't detailed it that much, but I could I could potentially see it being there. Right. Right. Yeah. And other than that, he's uh, starting to do a little bit of cruising. He's kind of figuring it out. So he's you driving know, up and down the strip, <clears throat> cruise, looking well, for Well, big time, big time. But he's also driving up and down the couch a little bit now, too. It's right. a very, a very tentative drive, but he is figuring it out a little bit. Right now, he really likes doing like the cliffhanger thing where he grabs onto the couch with one hand and sort of opens up the body to the world. <laughs> and just like, hey, guys, what are, what are you doing, you know? Right, right. That's that funny. That seems to be the, the popular thing at the moment. Well, that's but what good. about you? What's, uh, what's little William up to? Not putting together all the pieces for crawling. That's for sure. No, you promised me, Mike, that he was like minutes away from crawling. I know, but he's letting me down. So far, he gets he gets close. Like he, you see the the pieces all happening. He just puts them together in the wrong order, or he only does half of one thing and then half of the other instead of doing it all together and and getting into the actual crawling zone. So. I don't know what to tell you. He's he's bringing shame to the family. No, he's not. <laughs> well, maybe he'll learn when we go to the cottage in what is it, July or whatever. He'll yes. watch Ben and be like, "Oh, that's how you do it." That's that's it. I I should have just been paying attention to this other baby all this time. I feel like that's how it works. Yeah, you just watch and do. That's that's yeah, how like I watch learn. and learn, right? That's the same. I'm, watch and learn, right? I'm a watch and learn doer kind of person. Yeah, that's the same with me too. I I like getting my lessons from YouTube. See, that's probably the issue there, is is we got to start crawling around ourselves on the mat with him instead of just lying there. Because now he, like, the kid is a regular whirling dervish. Like, he rolls around to get everywhere. Right. Like, that is his method of transportation. My baby is a tire. He just <laughs> rolls from one side of the room to the other. Like, we're constantly starting to have to grab him so he doesn't roll off the mats and into pointy times. You know those shelving units that we have in our, in our room that are full of video games? Yeah. We've actually had to take the the handles off of the drawers 
because he rolls into the drawers now and we don't want him to like accidentally bonk his head on one of the handles. Right, right. So so all of the things in those drawers, forget about them. You're never getting back into them <laughs> until he's he's trapped or older or whatever. Yeah, wow. you're never getting into those drawers again. Let me tell you from my extreme veteran experience here, Mike. As soon as he starts crawling, all those movies and games are coming off the shelf anyway. Yeah, he does a lot of kicking at them. Like, oh, okay, no, yeah. Because the, the DVD tower, there's no drawer there. But he rolls into the, the tower and then, like, starts kicking them. Yeah. Well, if he's like Ben, he's going to start pulling them all off the shelf, too. Because we have those two, uh, I don't know what they call them, cabinets, I guess, in the family room. Yeah. They've got some movies on them. And, yeah, those those have had to been moved now. Yeah. I'm sure what we've talked about, and we have saw a friend of ours did the same thing, is they did the baby gate. And instead of putting the baby gate down in like a circle and then putting the baby in the gate, they put yeah. the baby gate around the things they didn't want the baby to touch. So like the entertainment center has a baby gate around it <laughs> so that you <laughs> can't. It's just a good idea. It probably works on the cats too. Probably. Well, no, the cats are jerks. They find a way to, to get around everything. They dicks. They dicks. Yeah. Damn but, cats. Yeah. And then I got a little, before we jump into the, the, the nerdy, nerdy stuff. I yep. have some education for oh, all you have those some, potential parents out there. You have some dad advice? To, that's to right. Well, I wouldn't say advice. Well, I don't know. That's part of our facts, tagline. Some that's, facts, yeah. I'm just trying to make it, you know, all boil back to the tagline, you know? Tie, tie it all in. Yeah, yeah. More nerdy dad advice from blah, blah, blah. That's, oh, the, okay. that's the tagline, right? All right. Well, here, the, the information dining room segment, I guess, you know, we're going to keep expanding. <laughs> We've talked about SIDS on the show in the past. Yes. And I was doing a bunch of reading, and it turns out, Mike, did you know that if you keep the baby's window open when the baby is sleeping in their room, that there's a 36% reduced chance of SIDS with oh, just that, the window being open? That's good. And then if you have a fan going in the room, so whether it's a floor fan or a ceiling fan or whatever, it's a 72% reduced chance of SIDS. Really? So I'm and guessing it's got to be like an airflow thing, right? You know, getting a little bit more oxygen or something around their face. Like it's it's got to be something like that. Now, do you like? Do you have any more information? Like, do you point the fan or the window at the baby, or it, it was just it was literally or? just a matter of you know having the airflow in the room, so you don't have to point it directly at their face or directly away from them or anything like that. It was just a as long as it's kind of like the 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 room is in motion, that's enough. Okay, because yeah, I have so, like a big ass fan that I could put in the room. To, to well, save I think the day. I think our boys are are past the the SIDS. Well, right, it's like six months or whatever. And yeah, William's the, finally, the real danger zone is like three to six months, something yeah, like that. And William's finally into his his adjusted age of six months. He's finally he hit that one last week. So yeah, I so mean he's there you go. Clear now. Yeah, that's a big milestone that I forgot to mention. He's he's hit his adjusted six months. Well, that's go. good. That's yeah. good. Can you believe it? This time no. sure flies by. It My does. Goodness. It does fly by. And it's crazy to me how big he's gotten. And just, I just wish he was still little, but I want him to be big. It's it's the worst. Like, I, I want everything to happen immediately, and I want all of it to stop happening. Yeah. You know? It's just, you, you'll get past, or at least I got past, like, the, oh, he's not as small and adorable anymore. As soon as he starts crawling and it turns the corner when you get home. 
And he's like, oh my God, it's dead. Yeah, yeah. That's he the best. That. I, like, he does I do still that. love that. I do love when I walk in the room and uh, when I get home and he's just like, <gasps> and you just see that smile creep up on his face. That yeah, part's that's great. Right. Yeah. And I mean, uh, in the case of Ben, when you're, you're saying about the time that he stops being so small, that was what? As soon as he came out of the womb. It was pretty it's pretty close, yeah. Yeah. I would say like three weeks. Three weeks, something right, like that. Right. <laughs> Your boy is big and he's yes, always he big. is. But he hasn't yeah. really gained much weight. He's still about the same weight. He's just getting longer now. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. He has to eat more more big boy food. The oh. the milk is not enough anymore. I see, I see. Uh, you're still doing a lot of the solid food stuff and yeah, he's doing reasonably well. He's definitely got favorites. We had my company picnic the other day, or yep. like literally yesterday, and they did like little sliders for the babies, or mm-hmm. not for the babies, sorry, for the young children. Right. And he had one of those, and he loved it. He just crushed back the actual like burger part of it. And Interesting. But yeah, he likes vegetables. He likes all that stuff. Pizza, believe it or not, he will devour pizza. Really? Interesting. That's so like funny. father, like son, right there. There you go. He just pounds it back. Yeah. But obviously, we don't want to give it to him all the time, because, you know. He'll it's get not, fat. Not the most healthy food. In right, the right, world, right. But anything he hates? I think we said it last time. Broccoli, he's not a fan of. And actually, like the oatmeal, like the oatmeal cereal. Yep. Or whatever, like the mush, basically. He mm-hmm. has a very love hate with that. Some days he's okay with it. Other days, it's, you know, you're feeding him poison, right? He doesn't want any of it. Right, right, right. We... So I'm not too sure what the reasoning is, but maybe it's just well, got a bad taste or something. Maybe, maybe. William. William's no-no is cauliflower. He hates cauliflower to the point where we discovered that if you give him cauliflower first, he refuses to eat anything else you give him after that because he just thinks it's more cauliflower. Yeah, we have the same thing. Uh, Definitely. He's either in the mood to eat or not, and I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure it's the same idea. Well, usually, like, if we give him something, there's some things he does not like. Like, I'm trying to think of a thing that we've given him before that he's not a fan of, but he'll still eat, like, the cereal or something. Right. But cauliflower is the only thing where it was like, here you go. And he's just like, I'm done. I don't want anything you have to give me. <laughs> just taps out. Yeah, basically. Basically. Yeah. So, I missed that. That was actually while I was off in New, in New York, unfortunately. Because I, I thought that would have been funny to see, but... Yeah, yeah, no, that 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 was it was no wait, I was in New York. I was either in New York or she did it while I was at work. Either way, I didn't see it. Yeah, you so. weren't there. Yeah, yeah. So for the best, though, I find exactly. eating to be tremendously frustrating at times. I don't know yeah. about you. No, I think it's all right. Like it's William, okay, yeah. William's pretty good. He takes if you give him the spoon, like put the spoon it out for his mouth. He'll put it in his mouth, whether or not it will stay in his mouth. That, sure. Yeah. That becomes the question. Sometimes it just comes out and you just try to spoon it back in and you know, he doesn't normally spit. I, I think the, the most frustrating part is when he has like something in his hand, like a broccoli or a cucumber and he just drops it like just right off. Like he just reaches over and drops it on the floor, you know? <laughs> there there are times yeah. there are times where he'll actually like hang his hand over and you can get a hand underneath it and catch it and give it back to him but there are times where he's just like oh here it is gone and you know like just oh, okay well guess you're done eating that because yeah, i'm not giving so it back much for that banana yeah yeah it's basically gone, basically now it's covered in cat hair and it's it's all over for that banana but yeah stuff like that but anyway that's it that's enough of the kids let's get in this we got 
a lot of nerdy news to talk about. Yeah, we sure do. So we got to devote as much time of the episode left. So, I mean, I guess you want to go chronologically in the order how everything went? Sure. Okay. So so what does that mean, Mike? That starts us off with the Mac conference, the WWDC, I believe it is. Yes, the Apple WWDC. Did you yes. watch any of it, Mike? I did. I watched a good chunk of it because mostly because I told you, I can't remember if I mentioned it on the show or just in passing told you that I'm kind of obsessed with like making sure that my digital collection is all like my digital movie collection is all of a sudden on all of my things. Right. So I was able to link my my iTunes account with a Movies Anywhere account, which you're not supposed to have in Canada. Long story. Basically, I heard the rumor that they were getting rid of iTunes. And I'm like, what are you replacing iTunes with? Because I've sort of I sort of care what happens to the stuff that I purchased in iTunes. Sure, yeah. I want to know where it goes. Like, I, I don't listen to iTunes. I've been an Android user for almost a decade at this point. So, you know, it's not iTunes isn't something I use a lot, but I want to know what the hell's going to happen with all of the stuff that I have, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So I did tune in. Well, that's good. So did you, did anything really stand out at you or should we just kind of run through all this stuff and then discuss it after? What do you think? Well, the, 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 the few things that, that really were of interest to me was again, the iTunes thing. Yeah. And that you can play with a dual shock controller on Apple things like that was like, cool. <laughs> that was the takeaway. Okay. Yeah. Those are the things that are relevant to my interests. So, uh, okay. So, all right. I mean, well, we'll run through it real quick. So iOS 13, they announced yes. that coming out in September. No big shock there. Yep. Really. The only really big thing they're adding to it is the dark mode, like yep. the, the built in dark mode, which is kind of nice. So I did but, admit it. I will admit it does look very nice. Yeah. Well, some dark modes are just awful. I, I like the Windows dark mode, in my opinion, is not good, but, you know, maybe they're working on it. Other than that, iOS 13 is pretty much just a little polish, a little cleaning up the edges, you know, because iOS 12 was OK, but it had some issues. And I think this deals with it. Mm-hmm. iPad OS is released. So it's a fork from iOS 13. So it's specifically for their new iPad series. Mm-hmm. Lets you have stuff like sort of split screen and yeah, widgets built in. I remember into this, the, yeah. The yeah, and like the widgets built into the home screen, which Android's been doing for years. And I wish Apple would get on their ass and implement it across the board. But it's kind of happening with, with the iPad. It really looks like they're trying to move the iPad into a like a touchscreen laptop category rather than a big iPhone. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the direction that they're taking it. Mac OS Catalina is announced, so the newest version for the, the MacBooks and that kind of stuff. Like you said, iTunes is going away, and they're replacing it with music podcasts and the TV app. For those who use iPhones, which Mike is not one, nope. those apps all exist on the iPhone already. So if you're reading between the lines here, you can tell that Apple is starting to integrate all their devices in together. The idea being you can kind of start something on one and move it on to the other, and and they're really starting to do that integration. The rumor is that eventually be able to use your iPhone apps on your MacBook, which Mm -hmm. would be kind of cool. One thing you might find interesting is if you did have a MacBook, you can use the iPad as an input device now. So sort of like, uh, what's your monitor called? The Cintiq? Yeah, yeah. So you can use your iPad as like a Cintiq monitor, which is kind of interesting. So I don't mm-hmm. know how well it would work for an actual artist like yourself, but for a, uh, a huge bum like me, I'm sure it'd be fine. You know, I know I know that a lot of artists that I follow on Instagram use the iPad Pro as an art, like as an art 
book thing. Like, I think it's Procreate they use mostly. I think. Yeah. So. That's probably yeah, what you no. used to, to create William, too, right? <laughs> Procreate? Come Procreate. on, Mike. Come yeah, on. Okay. Okay. It was a great joke. Uh, it's passable. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, no, I've seen I've seen a lot of our artists use their iPads. So I for our artists who do use the iPad, I feel like that would probably be very helpful to them. Yeah, and the demos showed them using like not Photoshop, but whatever the other one is, Illustrator. Yep. So I'm sure it would work for that. Yep. Obviously, the big news was that they relaunched the Mac Pro for just a reasonable six thousand dollars United States cash money. Oh, like, this is the cheese grater. The cheese grater, yes. Yes. And I took a look at it, and it is an absolute beast in terms of, like, specs and stuff. But if you compare it to equivalent, like, Windows machines, you're paying around, like, $2,500 in Apple tax. Of course, of course. So I'm, I'm sure, you know, because no one's got their hands on it yet. I'm sure once it actually gets out to the public, they've probably got a few extra little gadgets in there to close the gap a little bit. But, man, it is pricey. That's for oh, sure. Oh, oh. If you really want to pay the Apple tax, you buy the stand for the monitor. <laughs> that yes. I heard about too. Yes. Yes, I'm that's right. Well, the monitor is a mere $5,000, but to be fair, it's a pro display. So it's not something that you would just buy to pop on your desk at home. It's for professionals. But yes, yes the stand you're talking about is a $999 computer stand. Yes. Uh, which the internet is just having an absolute field day with understandably yeah no no stand is that good that it needs to be a thousand dollars no i I guess the only argument for it and i'm not necessarily on this side but is is pro tools tend to be very expensive to begin with like if you look at video cameras and stuff you can get grips that are like 600 bucks you know Whereas you could probably go to Best Buy and buy a grip for $25, right? Right. And right. I, I think it's that same logic. At the same time, I would never spend $1,000 on a computer stand. I don't care how professional but, but, you are. But it rotates so that you can view it in portrait mode as well as landscape. Yeah, that's right. Isn't that worth $1,000 to you? <laughs> I guess at the same time, Mike, if you're spending five grand on a monitor, what's another thousand? What's, what's another thousand? It's yeah, true. It's just true. toss one on there, right? Right. right. Um, anyway, other than that, there's a few other little things with, with the Apple conference, but that was the big takeaways. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, honestly, it was the most interested I've been in an Apple event in probably a few years now, because I don't know. I don't know about you. Obviously, you don't live the Apple world quite as much as I do, but no, it's, it's, begotten, it's become very stale. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, here's just the next iteration, you know, that's got a slightly better camera and a slightly better processor and who cares, right? Yeah, I, I'm very much in the PC Android marketplace. It's not something that I can comment on too too much. I, I mean, I used to have an iPod Touch that worked well, with the. They do have a new iPod Touch out now. Uh, for the first time, I think in five years, they released a new version. Did they really? I yeah, they did. They did. They didn't really announce it or anything, but they've they've come out with a new one. I think it's two hundred it, bucks. I want to say that's funny. Yeah. Why? Phones are iPods now. <laughs> like, I guess it's for kids. That's the only thing I can think of, right? That must be it. Because, I mean, you're not going to go buy William a you know $1,000 iPhone when he's seven. No, You might no. get him a little iPod or something, you know? I, I, I've, well, I think that's that might be another discussion for another sure, day. Sure, yeah. About when do you get your kid a phone and what kind of phone do you get him. But, 
Yeah, would that be my? Maybe that's something to look into for. I don't know. No reason. I use my phone for everything audio related now, so there's really no reason to get another iPod. I don't think. Rolling right along into the more of the news of the week, this kind of groups into some of the other stuff that we're going to be talking about later, but it's also kind of its own thing. This was the Google Stadia announcing conference. It's not there's a video package is what it was, but it, <laughs> yes. but it was more information about the Stadia, which we've talked about on the show before. And it's basically for those who didn't catch the other show, it's a, it's a new platform for streaming video games. And the, in, the interesting thing about it is you don't, own the game you don't download the game you don't have a physical copy of the game you press play on a chrome browser and it just starts and there was more information about that including how much it's going to cost and what you need for it to work and all of that fun stuff yeah that's right and and at the time when they announced it it was very empty like no one had any idea exactly how it worked but now they have come out and said it so the Stadia base, the, the sort of base model, yep. is free. You don't have to pay anything for it, but it caps out at 1080p, 60 frames per second, and stereo sound. That's mm-hmm. kind of it. You can pay for the pro version, which is $10 a month, uh, United States for all this, or US dollars for all this stuff. Yeah. That is able to go up to 4K, 60 frames per second, and 5.1 surround sound. And then it does have extra perks. So for all those PlayStation users out there, you know how you get like your free game every month? Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly, they're going to do something similar to that. My understanding is they'll let you use a free game, but should you stop paying for the service, you then lose that game. Oh, Whereas I really? believe with the with the PlayStation one is once they've given it to you, you've got it. You've got it, but if you stop paying, you can't access the game. But if you start paying again, you get it back. You don't lose it. Right. Okay. So it's 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 the definition of losing it is a little loose. It's but a little a little round. Yeah. yeah. As, so as long as you're using the the service, you have the game. But if you were to lapse and then come back later, you'd have the game again. You just couldn't yeah. play it while you lapsed. And then so one thing that we think we were speculating on before was they kind of promoted it as like a Netflix for video games. You know, you pay $10 a month and you can play the games. Turns out you still have to buy the games on top of your subscription or non-subscription, depending on if you get the free version or not. Um, so that answers that question. You still will be plunking down 50 or $60 for every AAA title that you want, uh, which is kind of unfortunate. But at the same time, I don't know. I don't know how the business model would work if they didn't do it. That it's way. true. There's got to be a way. Like the, the the publishers have to make money somehow. And yeah, exactly, know. exactly. And then the last one they have is the Founders Edition, which is 129 dollars. Which it comes with a controller, so a 70 dollar controller and a Google Ultra. So what? that's a Chromecast, but the 4K supported Chromecast. What are the What are the color names again? It's like Wasabi. Wasabi's one of them. Yeah, and I don't honestly remember. I think it's yeah. just black and kind of white. Google has weird color names. Yeah, they just like to be a little edgy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, another one is it's the exact same as the Pro. You just get the hardware with it. Um, and then they have said that it's going to run, as long as your device runs Google Chrome, it will run Stadia. The sole exception to this is in the mobile phone market. Right now, it's limited to the Pixel 3 and the Pixel 3a. Yeah. So, bad news for 
those other Android users out there, Mike, that you won't be able you, to you use mean, it on your phone, unfortunately. You mean like me and my OnePlus? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. Maybe oh. down the road. I'm sure they have to open it up, right? Yeah. But I guess for testing purposes. Um, and then one of the big questions we had was the whole bandwidth thing. You know, when we first brought this up and they have come out and said that if you want the full 4K, you know, top of the line experience, you're looking at like a 30 to 35 megabit per second connection in order to pull it off. It will work all the way down to 10 megabits per second, but then you're dropping down to like 720p and limited frames per second and that kind of thing. Right. I mean, I don't know about you, but as as long as, you know, my game responds I don't care if it's 720 or 4K, like, you know, like, just let me play a stable game connection. That's, I mean, I don't know if you've tried to use the PS4 remote play, but I I use it fairly often. And depending on what I'm doing, sometimes it's amazing. And then sometimes there'll be a slight stutter and my screen tears up and I can't see what I'm doing. Like, I don't care if it drops in quality as long as I'm still able to play. But when it hiccups and I can't do anything, that's when I don't like the remote play. Well, that's right. And it'll do that weird, like, Netflix buffering thing where all of a sudden the resolution drops to absolute garbage and then kind of works its way back up again. Yeah. And that's that's my concern. Like, I, I don't want to say I'm a big graphics snob, but yeah. if I'm playing it in 4K... And all of a sudden, like the connection just gets shitty and it drops down to 720p. I'm not really going to be happy about that. Right. You know, and probably for the same reason that you said is is all of a sudden the game is stuttering. Maybe you're in the middle of an intense moment and it causes you you know, to have to restart or whatever. I don't know. I, I'll, I'll give you a great example. Sure. Yeah. I was playing remote play on my Vita one night. And I was playing WWE 2K16, and it stuttered. And when it finished stuttering, I had lost the match. Yeah. I, I exactly. don't even remember what was happening. Like I think it was it started stuttering when they pinned me, and it was just I came back to my, my opponent's winning animation. And it was just like, well... Uh, okay <laughs> like I, I had no chance to save myself well that's right and i can see this be, you know we talked about it before but i can see this being a big problem you know for an achievement hunter such as yourself right the mm-hmm. guy who wants the trophies maybe you're going for like that perfect run trophy and you're almost there and the game stutters and boom there's five hours of work gone down the drain right yeah. something like that you know what this uh, i i don't love that that is a possibility i I really do not like that i i still am of the mind of like uh, google's really good at just being like we're just going to shut this project down you know that's right i mean that could happen too yeah like like in in certain cases like when it comes to my again i'll give the example of the the movies i feel like my 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 digital copy of the movie isn't or like I feel like the Google Play Store isn't going anywhere anytime soon. There's just way too much on there. There's movies, there's music, there's books, there's apps, everything. That stuff isn't going anywhere anytime soon. So I don't feel concerned when it comes to like, oh, I'm redeeming my digital movies there. Is this going to go away? No, I'm not worried about that. But in this case, like if, you know, they need a million people at launch to you know make it applicable and they only get seven hundred thousand 
and then they're like, well, we got to shut the servers down. What's what's what do I get in return if I spent sixty bucks a pop on a bunch of games? You know, yeah. like well, and, and I, you know, I, I completely agree with you. And, and my concerns lie more with the networking side of things too. You know, we're looking at it in a bubble. Great, it's you, Mike, alone in your house. Yes, your internet connection can handle you playing at four K. But, you know, what if it's you and your little brother and, you know, mom wants to watch Netflix in the other room? All of a sudden, you know, the the terrible routers and modems that Bell gives you as part of your internet package, are they going to be able to handle all that bandwidth? Is your package big enough to handle all that bandwidth? And I think for a lot of people, it's going to be a no. Yeah. I mean, my freaking internet can barely handle my own house at this point. Like. Well, that's it. I mean, think about it. If there's two of you playing at 4K, that's 60 to 70 megabits a second. You know, the average speed in Canada is supposedly 100. But if you're in Ancaster, you know, where I live, most people are at 40 or 60. And that's that's maxing it out right there. You know, yeah. and we all know, even though you're paying for it, you're probably not getting it, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, I versus, you know... A PlayStation or, you know, back when we were kids, Nintendos or whatever, you could have as many Nintendos as you wanted in the basement and it didn't matter because none of them were connected to the internet. So, it's true. you know, for families, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work out for families. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll know more. I think they said October, September or October that launches. I think it was later October. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not the only game in town. There's also Xbox streaming is is... That's starting to launch in October as well. And I mean, that's that can bring us into talking about E3, which is on the go right now. And we're actually recording this before actually one of the conferences is starting right now. One of the bigger conferences, because it's all conferences off the top. And it's it's funny because they're moving them earlier and earlier into the into the week because E3 used to be like. It's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday event. And now it's like a Sunday. Now it's a Saturday through Friday event, which is crazy. It's basically a week now. Yeah. yeah, it's essentially a week now. So, I mean, I guess we can start on Saturday. Saturday will be very quick. Saturday was the EA Play event where they didn't do a conference, but they just kind of were like, here's a couple games we want to focus on. And I think the only thing that was interesting there was the Star Wars game. Yep. Did you take a look at that at all? I've, I've seen... I've read about it. I didn't watch any of the videos for that one. So this is all you, Mike. Okay. Well, the interesting thing with it is it's 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 by the guys who made Titanfall, but it's not like a first person shooter. It's a third person action game, and it's it's one of the things that they're doing where it's definitely like, oh, we're incorporating as much of the new stuff in as possible. You saw Rogue One, right? Yes. Do you remember Forrest Whitaker? Yep. Forrest Whitaker is in this game. As oh, that really? character again. Cool. So that's how they're like tying it in with the, with the new stuff that they've been doing. So it takes place between the third and the original movie. You know, the third numbered movie and then the fourth numbered movie. Even that, now that's the first movie and the sixth movie. Right. Yeah. yeah Star it's Wars, confusing. It's yeah. very confusing. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars makes so much sense. But it's interesting because it's at the point where there's stormtroopers. I still... I still, I, I get why, I get why, but after what they've shown in, in the movies and stuff, it always weirds me out that lightsabers don't cut things in half. It'll cut like a door in half, and then you throw your sor- your your lightsaber through a stormtrooper, and the stormtrooper just goes, ugh, 
it falls over. <laughs> like, like nothing bad. Like that stormtrooper should be cleaved in yeah. two. It's a PG you know? movie, Mike. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, but they, in the past, they've shown people's arms getting hacked off and hands getting lost. And then meanwhile, it's like, it's oh, I'm going to cut straight through this dude's head and he's not going to cut in half. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, stuff like that. But I mean, it looks interesting. I, I have no, I, I have no real like. I'm, I need to play this right now, but it's definitely something that I, I want to keep an eye on. Like, uh, there's there's been a lot of people who have been burned by the current Star Wars franchise games. So, I mean, we'll see if they can, you know, bring it out and make everything better with this game. So we'll see. But yeah, but then, I, I don't know if there's ever been a franchise as big as Star Wars that's been so hit and miss with their games over the years. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But Sunday went into Xbox and Xbox. They talked about their streaming service X cloud and how that's going to start rolling out in October in as like beta testing. Yep. They also talked a bit about their new console. Not as much as I thought they would. They talked about project Scarlet, which is the code name of the new Xbox. I thought they were going to drop a name. I thought they were going to drop what it looked like. I thought they were going to drop some gameplay from something. And they just were like, hey, it's going to be great. Like they had like a six minute video of being like, hey, we're working on it and it's going to be cool. And I mean, they gave some specs, which you have the specs. That's right. Yeah. They've said it's capable of doing 120 frames per second, which is awesome. And it does ray tracing, which I don't know if you're familiar with ray tracing at all, Mike. Yep. Yeah, you know what it is. For those who don't, it's basically how light enters a room. Uh, the light will change depending on the time of day in the game, and the reflections that you'll see are accurate reflections rather than just graphics and that kind of stuff. So it's pretty cool, but it's very taxing on on your graphics card. Which is uh, why it's not in much many video games at all. There's uh, like three games in the PC world that support it right now, yeah. yeah. Um, and it can do up to 8K resolution, but I mean, I'm so skeptical right now. We, we've talked about it in the past. I'm a PC gamer for the most part. You know, I, I did all the pricing, and in order to run all this stuff, you're looking at like a fifteen to $2,000, again, US dollar computer. Mm-hmm. And even the graphics cards alone, the ones that can run this thing, run three to $400 and up. And, you know, the ones that would run it actually well are in the seven to $800 range. You know, so I get that Microsoft's got, you know, can cut a deal on some of the hardware costs and everything, but I I do not know how they're going to promise this or if it's just like, well, in this specific instance, you can get this and in this other specific instance, we can achieve this sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, PlayStation said they're kind of doing the same thing. Like a lot of those benchmarks, they've said as well, like they're going for the 8K, 8K capable they're not yes. saying that it's it's eight. It will do eight K like immediately because no nothing. one has. I don't 8K. see what you do it. You'd have to be like a three thousand dollar console in order to do that. Yeah, and at the same time, like you'd need a twenty thousand dollar television, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see. Like I, they they asked the 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 PlayStation guy Mark Cerny, the guy who's in charge of making the console. They asked him like, "What do you expect from pricing?" And he's like, "We expect it to be." affordable but for what it is you yeah you'll be paying uh, i'm a gonna guess it's gonna be like seven or eight hundred bucks that would be i i guess. i feel like if they go because remember the ps3 when it launched it was 599 us dollars and yeah. people ate them alive for that 
if they go over that, they're gonna they're gonna get destroyed. So we'll see. I I wonder if it, this goes for both Xbox and PlayStation, but I wonder if they keep the current gen models as sort of the quote unquote entry level device, mm-hmm. and these new ones are sort of the high end experience device, and they continue to develop for both. Yeah. Well, I mean, they said the first batch of games is going to be available for both consoles. Yeah. Whether that, I assume that that'll mean like here's the PS4 and the PS5 version of the game, not like you buy one copy and it works on both. And you know, if you put it on this one, it's got better settings than when it's on this one. Maybe, yeah. Well, here's that a question. would be. Here's a question for you, Mike. I know we haven't heard about the PS5 at all. Um, do you think the next generation has optical drives? Yes. They said the Xbox came out and said that today. They didn't put it in their presentation, but they said there will be optical drives in it. Okay. And I'm fairly certain that in a investor presentation, the PS5 guys, when they said they were talking about the next generation system, they said op- there was a slide that said options for games and it tracked all along their, their history. Mm-hmm. So it had PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, 3, 4, 5. I'm saying five in air quotes here. Yeah. And for each system, it had the method of how you played the games. So for one and two, it was CD, DVD. And then for three, it was DVD, Blu-ray, download. And then for PS4 and PS5, it was Blu-ray, download, streaming. Okay. So it it's that to me says that they are still going to have a disk drive in it. Still considering it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering if they would take the route if they were still going to go with hardware, take the route of like SD cards or something like that rather right. than optical because you can hold so much more data on them, right? Well, in both cases, they're doing SSD drives, solid state drives. Yeah, solid state. So what you have so, to nowadays. Yeah, so everything will load a lot faster and all that fun stuff. And, yeah, yeah. But the new Xbox is supposed to launch. At the end, holiday 2020 with the new Halo as a launch title. And they showed off footage of the new Halo. It was said something along the bottom of it's like game engine footage. But that doesn't mean it's gameplay. It's it's just it means that the the system that they're working on is capable of creating that footage. And it was just kind of like, uh, okay, so is this the graphics or is this a cutscene that the, a really good computer is capable of rendering? Yeah, you know? exactly. And, exactly. And the other thing I, I saw is a lot of people were like, that Halo trailer put me in tears. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a PlayStation guy. I'll admit it. I'm a PlayStation guy. I'm not an Xbox guy. I watched the trailer and it's literally a dude finds Master Chief in space and then turns on his armor and goes, hey, Chief. This thing blew up, and then Master Chief grabs a gun and is like, let's take care of things. And people were like, I cried! And I'm like, what? <laughs> You're so cold-hearted, Mike. I, I, it didn't seem cry-worthy to me. Yeah. I, maybe I'm... Maybe I, I need I, to know more about the series. Maybe I was going to say, I don't, I don't know anything about Halo either, so I can't clear up anything. Yeah, maybe you. Halo 5 ends on a cliffhanger, and it's like, what happened to, to Master Chief? And then this is the continuation i don't know but it was just like the fact that i saw i saw multiple people say like the the chills and the tears they flowed and i'm like what 
He walked out of an airlock with a gun. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's all that Well, happened. for all those Halo fanboys out there, send your hate mail to the dads at... <laughs> <laughs> Part-time nerds, fulltimedads.com. That's Make right. Make sure you yeah, send in your hate mail. Additionally, at the Xbox conference, was there anything that you saw that, like, wow, this is crazy. I really want to jump in on, on this. Well, no, there was one thing, because you mentioned it to me, is Keanu Reeves the game. Yes, because, <laughs> because that seemed to be the only thing anybody took from that presentation was holy crap, Keanu Reeves. That's like, right, he's in. He's in the game. It must yeah. be an amazing game. Well, this yes. game has had so much hype for what the last year and a half. I think this is this is uh, for those who didn't pay attention. It was Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is the game because yes. we didn't actually say what it was called. We just sorry. Yes, my my yeah. mistake. Release date April sixteenth, twenty twenty. Right. They released a gameplay trailer and an actual trailer last year at E3, and and it took the world by storm. It won, like, every game of the show, and you said you're really excited about it, so... I'm, I'm interested in it, right? It's a first-person shooter RPG-style mm-hmm. game, which first-person shooters definitely up my alley. RPG... Not usually, but it seems very intriguing. And it's made by the same company who made the Witcher series. Yeah. Um, which has tremendous reviews across the board. I've never played any of them, but the, the gameplay trailer and stuff looked very, very intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. Have you played any of those wins? I've not. I've heard a lot about the Witcher. It's kind of weird. It's one of those things where like two games that were very similar released at the same time, and I picked the other one. Oh, okay. okay. So like when when the witcher came out dragon age inquisition came out and i played dragon age inquisition and i oh, loved okay, dragon yeah. age inquisition it's the same thing with skyrim when skyrim came out so did a game called kingdoms of amalur reckoning and i loved kingdoms of amalur reckoning i will swear to you up and down that that game is unbelievably underrated and everyone should play it but it came out at the same time as skyrim so nobody's ever heard of it Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. If you can find yeah, it, play buy it. Buy a copy, it's, yeah. Mike it's fantastic. But yeah, it, it was one of those things where it was, you, you could play this game or this game, and I chose the other game. So I've heard up and down that The Witcher 3 is the greatest game in the world, and I've almost pulled the trigger on buying it several times. But basically, everything I've heard about it is, it is a game that does not end. And I don't really have time for that anymore. And especially, like as long as this game is supposed to have been. Yeah, well, and and that's what I was I was going to ask you. We talked about it a little bit before, but I kind of walked away from this E3. I, I don't want to say disappointed because I wasn't disappointed, but I wasn't as amped up about all the games because I think deep down I know I'm not going to play 95% of them, right? You know, we've talked before. The game time we have now is much more limited than in the past, mm-hmm. and... So I personally feel like I have to be a lot more selective with the games that I choose. Understandably. Yeah. So like there, for me, the the games that really stuck out was Cyberpunk 2077 and Doom Eternal because we both love the new Doom game. That's right. And that game, man, you can just pop in and out whenever you want. And supposedly this one is amazing. Yes. So let's talk about that. So Doom Eternal was at the Bethesda conference. And yep. honestly, there wasn't anything at the Bethesda conference that really stuck out to me either. Except Doom. Like, I watched the entire conference today, and I was just like, when does Doom happen? And, like, (laughs) you know, Doom happened at the end of the conference. It was, like, the last, like, 15 minutes of the conference. And, oh, my God, Doom looks so good. 
Yeah. Oh, it looks like they took all the best parts from the, I want to say the first one, the most recent Doom. Yeah. And just like, okay, we're just going to dial it up, dial yeah. it up. Like, it, it looks like you fight angels and, and now you can punch people with a sword and it's stuck it to your arm. Like, like. Oh, wow. Well, and yeah. they said, what, this is two to three times the number of on-screen enemies at any yep. point in time? Yep. And, and there was already a lot of enemies in this game. And they've upped the number of enemies as well. Like, there was a several different enemy types in the last game. And the ones that are returning, they've completely redone them. And they look more like the version, like the, because they, they were more reimaginings of characters from the original, you know, the original doom back in like 1993 or whatever that was. And, and apparently from what I've seen, those characters look even more like the original versions of those characters from 1993. Like, like the man the, the big fat guy with the fire tank hands, that guy looks way more like the man from the original games than he did in the 2016 doom. And then the spider demons are back that, that were in the original doom. They've brought in the, the arch vile, like, like monsters from doom Two, the original doom Two. Yeah. And then there's even more monsters on top of that. The cyber demon, they reimagined the cyber demon for tomb 2016 and gave him a whole new look. And then the cyber demon showed up, in this game, in Doom Eternal, in the demo, and he looks almost identical to how he looked back in the old game. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. Now, yeah. were you a huge fan of the original, original Dooms? I did. Like, I, it was one of the, Doom was one of these, was a mystique. It's, it's, it was it's a, a mystique groundbreaking game. game. It's yeah, a groundbreaking it, game, yeah. And I, I, I loved Doom. I, I played it a lot, but I always played it with cheat codes because I was never very good. Right. You know, I, I, D, D, Q, D is that I still remember that to this day. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I, I, I had Doom on my PC and I was not a big PC gaming guy. So of my, that, the first PC we ever had had Doom pre-installed on it. And I got to play, I played a ton of Doom on that. But when that computer died, I didn't put more games on on that the next computer right. you know so cuz by then I, I was into PlayStation territory and and doing that all the time so yeah no i was a fan of of the original doom and but i never played doom 3 or or anything like that or any of the more the more like i guess the extended dooms you know cuz right, there's like yeah. there's like ultimate doom and final doom and stuff well, like that but i just played vanilla doom and vanilla doom 2 and stuff like that well that's what i was going to say is like i i'm i'm surprised in myself because i enjoyed the the original ones you know mm -hmm. 1 and 2 like they were good and i i didn't mind doom 3 but they were never they would never register on like my top 20 games of all time or 25 games of all time. Mm -hmm. But it's amazing how I guess it's Doom 4 or Doom 2016, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Just like grab me. And it's like this game is amazing and you're going to love it. You know, yep. it's I don't know what it was necessarily about that one versus the other ones. But man, it is good. And I am I'm so amped for Doom Eternal. Yeah. I actually, because I've in the past been known for buying a lot of games on the pre-order deals. Yeah. Because there's always like the 30% off on the on the pre-orders at E3 time. And I'd buy like six, seven, you know, pre-orders a year for the last few years. Last year, I only did, I don't, I think I did one or one or two last year. And then this year, zero. 
and I yep. wanted to do Doom Eternal, and the only reason I didn't was because the only one who had the only like retailer that had a sale on E3 games was Best Buy, and they did a limited number of copies. Oh, I, cu- I couldn't believe it. That seems so, kind of stupid. <laughs> it was very stupid. So you could not. I can't. I mean, I get it. They're probably they probably oh, through the last few years have lost a ton of money on these pre order deals. But from what I from what I heard, because I talked to a friend and he's like, yeah, I tried to pre order any games and I couldn't get any. According to people on the deals websites, because of course there are so many people who just buy up everything on the on the deals like red flag deals. People who use that are crazy. Like yeah. you hear about a deal. I heard there was a sale on DualShock controllers. They were trying to get rid of this one color because they had a ton of them and they were all sold out within four minutes or something like that because the people who who talk about deals saw this deal and just destroyed it. But in the case of, of these E3 deals, Doom Eternal, they, they, those deals went live at three in the morning and they were done at 3.30 in the morning. Like Man, that's, that's wild. That's crazy. Like when me... A person who sleeps at a normal time at night gets up at a normal time in the morning. What what chance did I have to get a copy of Doom with that? You know, like ridiculous. Uh, who, who knows, Mike? Who knows? Well, you're gonna go. You'll line up with me uh, when it comes out. Yeah, November twenty second. I think it was. Yeah, so. November twenty second of this year. Perfect Christmas gift for that six year old in your life. Yes, that's that's the thing. I'm like, well, maybe I'll just get it for Christmas instead of pre ordering it. So yeah. But yeah, no, Doom was the one that was the really big one on my radar. I was impressed with today at the the Ubisoft conference, they showed Watch Dogs Legion. I don't know if you've, but Watch Dogs Legion, what they've done is there's no protagonist of this game. In in the past Watch Dogs games, it's, hey, here's this dude in a hat and you run around and you hack things. And in this new game, it's you're in London, but you're everyone. You're literally everyone in in the game. Oh. You can you can recruit people off the street. Every, basically, it's it's London after Brexit has happened and like Europe's gone to crap. So right. people, everyone is unhappy, and it's like a police state. So everybody wants you know to st- stick it to the government. So. You can recruit anybody, and basically what they showed in the game is you use your phone, and and in previous games, you profile people, and in some cases, it's like, oh, this guy's a bad guy, I can take his money, or, you know, it it was always funny, because it was usually silly things, where it's like, so-and-so wants to learn how to bake, or something like that, like when you're reading their profile, right? Or, but in this case, it's like, so-and-so is really good at fighting. Like, like stuff like that. So you recruit people based on their skill set. So say you recruit a guy who's really good at hand-to-hand combat or you recruit a guy who's really good at hacking or somebody who works really well with robots. Uh, my favorite is the somebody recruited an old lady who's a retired assassin and they showed this old lady running around with a mask on shooting people and tasering people and and (laughs) it was it was great and they're like yeah you can make your entire team you can pick anybody you want like you don't have to to pick from you know a a certain group of characters that we've we've picked you pick whoever you want and they showed examples of like here's an entire team that somebody made and it's all grannies and and so there's a lot of jokes about like people are going to make the golden girls and and go and, and like take over the game. I was going to say but, I I would 100 percent 
make that my team. Yeah, Just a bunch of old team. women walking around. Yeah, so I, I, I that was one that caught my eye. There is a press conference that's on right now. This is Square Enix press conference, and that's the one where they're expected to announce the Avengers game that's been being worked on for a really long time. So I've heard it's supposed to be co-op and single player and all that fun stuff that that an Avengers game you would hope would be. So I, I'm hoping that once we finish recording, I'll go into to see a video of that being really fun and really cool and and maybe some more information on Final Fantasy VII Remake, which did get a release date of yep. March last night i remember that trailer dropped I, I woke up this morning and i saw the trailer that's like here's the release date and i'm like their conference is today like why did that drop and then i i saw that they did a concert last night at e3 where they they played music from final fantasy 7 and at the concert is where they dropped the trailer that had the release date on it that's kind so, of a cool way to do it though yeah yeah so that was that, that was cool but it was just kind of like why, why didn't you drop a trailer that said like tune into our conference later and you'll find out the release date <laughs> you know like yeah do something like that bit. oh well whatever yeah. well we'll follow up next week yeah definitely if there's something that kind of like grabs our attention for sure yeah, exactly exactly and then maybe we'll see if uh something else that we didn't touch on that maybe was worth a second look you know like maybe next week you'll come back and you'll be like you know just dance 2020 coming to the wii that's a thing just dance 2020 was announced today as coming to the wii not the wii u the wii wow the original damn which what the hell but i was gonna say i do own two copies of just dance mike there you go just one, dance 2020 on the wii. one for the ps3 and one for the uh, wii u <laughs> oh there you go well maybe you can put your wii u cop or wii copy on the wii u yeah so. there you go but I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. We keep going into overtime. Maybe we should make the episodes longer. We're going to have to rein it back, I think, man. Yeah, yeah. More two-episode yeah. discussions. We got kids. Time. We got kids now. Yeah, we got to take care of time. I don't have time. The extra 15 minutes we just added to this podcast, I don't have time for that. I mean, like you, you probably have to go take out the garbage after this. I sure do, yeah. And yeah. there is a lot. There is well, a lot of garbage. I better wrap this up then so yeah. that you can go do it. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and your favorite podcast listening service. If you want to get all of us to let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong or, hey, what games from E3 are you looking forward to? Or maybe you're really psyched about some new iOS 13 feature or you think Stadia is going to suck all the bandwidth from your internet there you go mike you saved it (laughs) i did it i did it send us an email to the dads at part-time nerds full-time dads.com or you can reach us on twitter or facebook accounts at pt nerds ft dads we'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice for people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever until next time i am mike and i'm chris and we'll talk to you again soon You know what? I always feel like it's it's daunting to try to fill an hour, but now we've done it three three times, like three times in a row. row. Yeah. yeah. But then you know, next week we're gonna have like twenty five minutes of stuff, and it's like we have to squeeze in an extra twenty minutes somehow. Yeah. You know what? Maybe we'll maybe in the future we just forty five minutes to an hour, and whenever we decide we're done, we're done. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair.